Hello there. This is the Crunchy Christian Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I am a master herbalist, aromatherapist, author, speaker, blogger, and veteran homeschooling mama of four. You can learn more about how I can equip you to pursue God's best naturally at my website, julienaturally.com. And now, today's show. Hey, it's Julie, and welcome to the Crunchy Christian Podcast, where we talk about all things green and growing that God gave us. Well, today we're continuing our series about emotional eating because it's around the holidays, and this is a time when sometimes we overeat or we experience a lot of stress because it can be a time that reminds us of hurtful things uh, involving others in our family and with our friends. It um, can be a time of grief as well sometimes, and it's also just plain stressful. I mean, let's just get really right down to it. It's stressful driving around, finding presents, getting everything ready and, you know, trying to do everything. And sometimes to just sort of help ourselves calm down and uh, feel better, sometimes we tend to eat. So we are talking today about how to stop emotional eating and move more towards better habits of coping. So let's get into it. And before we get started, I just want to remind you that I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a counselor. I'm an herbalist and aromatherapist. Um, But I am active in my church. I have served quite a bit with women and children And uh, I have some things to share with you about this issue. And the reason why we talk about it here on Crunchy Christian Podcast, because it is a Christian podcast and emotional eating, it has its roots in uh, in some spiritual issues as well as some psychological things going on. It's not really a food issue, but we do talk about food in this podcast, so It is something that is a concern and that can cause some serious health issues as we talked about in the last episode. So if you hadn't listened to that, please check out the last episode, episode 58, about that. Uh, Because if you don't take care of this issue, it can result in some very serious things, not just obesity and diabetes, but other things as well. So let's get into it. And there are uh, five steps that you can take that can help you to beat this issue. Now, they're not necessarily easy, but they are simple. And simple is good. Uh, They say that, uh, you know, the way that God helps us is simple, but not easy. You know, when the when the solution is simple, God is answering. That's what Albert Einstein said. So uh, the first step is renewing your mind by telling yourself the truth. The biggest issue with emotional eating 
is believing lies about yourself and about other people and about situations. It's a it really has its roots in listening to the devil whispering in your ear and also adopting a very pessimistic, negative attitude about everything that happens in your life. So just because somebody said something negative doesn't mean that it has anything to do with you. Just because something bad happened, it doesn't mean that it's all your fault. It doesn't mean that that person hates you or anything like that. And if you make a mistake, if you mess something up, it doesn't mean that you're stupid and it doesn't mean that you're clumsy or that you just can't ever do anything right. All of those things are lies, 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 lies from the devil. So we want to counter the lies with truth. So what is a great uh, idea for this is to have a list of what who you are in Christ. There are um, many resources for this. I have a link in the show notes where you can get a list of who you are in Christ. Uh, several I am's. You know, I am loved. I am saved. I am a co-heir with Christ, things like that. And you can put those on cards, even decorate them, make them really pretty, put them on your mirror, in your car, in your bedroom, by your alarm clock, and read them regularly and tell yourself these things so that it starts to seep into your mind. And Part of that is step number two, which is to practice mindfulness. So it's going to be, you know, the first the first step is to have is to correct the thinking. But part of correcting the thinking is to be aware of when you're thinking those thoughts and where those thoughts are coming from in the first place. So while you're telling yourself the truth and trying to fill your mind with truth by reading affirmations that are biblical, you also need to remember that out of, out of the overflow of the, heart, of the heart, the mouth speaks. And you don't just speak to others, you speak it to yourself, right? And that's what Jesus says in Matthew 15, 18. So, need to change your heart so that the words you speak change too. And what is in your heart? That's where your thoughts and beliefs lie and you adopt them as truth. So as I said, it the root of it comes from believing lies. So we need to find out where those lies came from. We need to think about uh, and discover, well, not only where they came from, but what Things are happening in your life uh, or people who are in your life that trigger those thoughts. So when you start to feel the urge to eat when you're not hungry and it's to satisfy an emotional feel, uh, response, like you're starting to feel depressed and so you're trying to reach for the chocolate, just take a moment and think, okay, I, what am I feeling right now that I'm looking for the chocolate? What am I feeling? What just happened 
that triggered me to feel that way. And so that's what triggered it. And I'm feeling depressed. Why am I feeling depressed? Because that happened. And just keep asking yourself the why question. Well, why would that make you feel depressed? Why this? You know, why is that your answer? Well, why is that your answer? And keep asking to you can't really answer the question anymore. Get Dig down really deep into where that's really coming from. Why does that situation trigger you? Is it, does it remind you of something else that happened? Um, does it trigger you because you think that the person is doing it on purpose and maybe they're not? Um, does it trigger you because somebody hurt you when you were a child? Does it trigger you because you just get, it just is really irritating because the sound of it or the, the time of day that it happens. Just really dig deep with that and see what you come up with because that also is a key step in renewing your mind because that will reveal some things to you about yourself, but also about why you're getting those feelings and thoughts in the first place. Because if you can correct it at the root, then everything else will flow from that. So it can be kind of painful to do this. And it's worth it though. And sometimes you may need some help. We're going to talk a little bit about those coming up in the next couple of steps that we have. Um, But essentially, you need to break those patterns of wrong thinking and renew your mind. Because otherwise, you're going to remain a prisoner to those thoughts and those lies. And Jesus wants to set you free from that. So it's important to recognize where those are coming from. So the third step is to bring in a tool. So we want to tell ourselves the truth. We want to dig deep and find where does that, where do the lies come from? What are the triggers? And be much, take the time to really think and be careful about what's going on inside of our minds and with our bodies when things happen. And a tool such as a journaling uh, can really help with that because a journal, a guided journal especially, can ask the right questions to help us dig further. It can help us to be much more intentional about taking some time to really think through why we're doing what we're doing, why we're thinking what we're thinking. And it also can help us remember what we learned the last time something like this happened. And it can help us to record how we're going to change our thinking in case we forget. Like It, it just provides so much in terms of giving a much more accountable way of attacking this issue because then you're accountable to yourself and you're also accountable to God and you're keeping a record of all these things and it helps, helps you to think it through and 
you can even do it as a letter to the person who is really the biggest trigger for these incidents. And you just write down all of the ways that uh, you feel hurt. And then you can shred that letter. Please do not give the person (laughs) the letter. It's meant to be a release for you, to help you to work through your feelings. It's not meant to be something that you give the person. Uh, It's really important to let go of these past hurts, though, and to learn to forgive. But forgiveness does not mean that you're forgetting. It means that you are releasing that person to the Lord for him to deal with that person. It doesn't mean uh, that you're going to now just let them walk all over you or anything like that. It just means that you are not allowing the situation to make you a slave to your negative feelings. You need to release it so that you can move on with your life and so that you can be well and so that you can be healed so the Lord can speak into those places in your life and release you from the negative thinking and the negative self-talk and those damaging destructive behaviors that are keeping you in that vicious cycle. Jesus wants to set you free so we need to uh, renew, renew our minds with that and uh, press in and keep a record so we could see our progress as well as be more intentional. And step four is really a toughie because, you know, the Bible tells us to go quickly to our brother who has offended us and work it out while you're still on the road. Like, you know, and if he won't change or acknowledge his issues, then you bring in somebody else. And on from there, Jesus talks about that in the book of Matthew as well. And we're also encouraged to not let the sun go down on our anger, lest we fall into sin. So it really is very biblical to confront toxic situations that trigger us and trigger eating issues um, that we are talking about here. So approaching someone about a toxic situation, well, we have to practice some discernment with that. Uh, Sometimes it's not necessarily going to resolve very well. Um, So we have to think about what is going to happen if we confront this person? Are they likely to recognize and be willing to work that out with you? Or would it, in fact, bring a new triggering event? Um, sometimes we have, we, it may not be the best thing to confront them right on. So we do want to acknowledge it. We do want to go and think about that what is going to be the result of us confronting them. And especially if it's a, uh, an adult child, say like you confronting your parents about something that they did when you were a child, you may find that they don't even remember and it's really not going to be profitable to confront them about that like, you know, 30, 40 years later. 
It may be better to write a letter that you don't send and release that to the Lord, release it to the Lord um, and let him heal you from that and just have some peace with that um, because you still need to forgive them. And that's really the hard part. Uh, so while it is biblical to confront folks that have brought a lot of uh, offense and may have created some toxic situation, that is the best thing to do, especially immediately. But if it's an old hurt that just keeps coming up, you may choose to give that up to the Lord and just do what I suggested with the, with the letter writing. So practice some discernment with that um, because we don't want to cause more pain and trigger more hurt because the person doesn't want to recognize their own behavior or they committed these offenses so long ago because either you were afraid to confront them at the time or because you were too small to confront them at the time then uh, it may be better to practice forgiveness and let it go. But it is important to, to realize and recognize exactly where the triggering situation, like where you are with that. It's, it's important to recognize, okay, this event that happens every Christmas, when this person says this, that triggers me every year. And then go back, like, well, why does it trigger me every Christmas? And, well, why am I upset about that thing? And keep doing that exercise and see what comes, what comes of that. So that is step number four, is if possible, if at all possible, confront the toxic situation. And then the fifth one is what I, it goes back to what I already mentioned earlier, which is sometimes it's important to bring in someone else to help you with the accountability. So maybe a journaling isn't enough in terms of accountability. Maybe you need another person to help you through, especially since emotional eating is, it is like an addiction. It behaves like an addiction. And People with addiction sometimes need an accountability partner to help them overcome their addiction. So they'll call on someone else. Every time they have that urge, they'll call their accountability partner and say, I am really struggling with this right now. And that person can help talk you through it to bring you down from that place so that you don't give in to that temptation. So that may be a spouse, it may be a friend, it may be it's a counselor. Uh, as I said at the beginning, sometimes this issue can be too hard to deal with on your own and you may need to bring in a pastor or a counselor to help you overcome this issue. But I want you to know that it is completely possible to just tackle this issue and be free of it and have a much healthier way to deal with emotional stresses that happen. Much more healthy way to 
manage your emotions and to deal with toxic situations and hurtful situations that can happen. Instead of turning to food, you can do some other things. And we're going to talk next week about ways that you can deal with stress that are natural. Uh, not we're not we we are not into drugs on this show. Uh, they're natural things that you can do, and they're also things that are good for your body. So we're going to talk about that next time. And uh, just to review, the first step is to renew your mind by telling yourself the truth. And number two is to practice mindfulness with that so that you can recognize where the, the lies are coming from. You might, number three is you might want to use some sort of accountability tool to help you track your progress and remember what you discovered. Number four is if at all possible, confront toxic situations and as new things come up, confront them immediately and don't let them fester. And the last thing is to involve others if needed. So I hope that that was helpful and gave you some encouragement because this is something you can do. You can tackle this issue. And in love, sisters, please don't be uh, afraid to confront this issue and admit this issue because there's no shame in it. Lots and lots of people struggle with this. You are not alone. And don't, it, it, it has nothing to do with whether you're holding extra weight or whether you're a thin person. It has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with whether you are a person who struggles with other things. Okay, this is something that lots and lots of women especially struggle with. So please try some of these tips and, and see if that helps you. I'd love to hear more about it from you. So you can leave some comments. And uh, you can find me on Facebook at Julie Naturally or on Instagram at Julie.Naturally. And remember, wellness comes from plants and Jesus. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Show notes for today's broadcast can be found at crunchychristianpodcast.com. Hit the subscribe button now so you can join me next week. Until then, remember all you need is God, people, and growing things. God bless. God bless.